What's up, dudes? Got one minute. Got one minute. But I'm here early. I'm going to go. I'm going to get us to the live part. And y'all need to tell me if I'm synced up. Because if I'm not synced up, I think I figured out how I can reset it while still keeping this event going. So, am I synced? I'm going to do the, the pop test. Pop, pop, pop. Let me know in the chat if it's synced. How's it looking, guys? Right now, we're good. Okay, good enough. So let me get back to the holding screen while we wait. Now, what is it? Ah. By my clock, it has just switched over to 7 p.m., which I'm hoping is going to be our official time from this point moving forward. Uh, is it working? Everything's in sync. Seems to be. Sweet. I think I figured it out, too. Thought I was hearing stuff here. Uh, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? All right, guys. Uh, you know the routine with this. Before we do this, before we run the intro, I like to do my print fam question of the day. And I had, dude, I'm fucking hearing. What am I hearing? Hang on, guys. One sec. Yep, I was hearing shit. The alarm on my tablet was ringing 911, telling me to wake up at 7 p.m. That's weird. Okay. So, where was I? Oh, yeah. We're, we're doing the question where I ask you guys a little question, and then you give me the answer while I'm running through the intro, and then I read your answers before getting into the news thing. But I'm sure you guys saw the vlog that I posted the other day. And because I'm back out there, I had like zero time to dwell or to even think about a business topic or even the question. So this one, this question, I came up with the last minute. Also the business topic. Hopefully we can do something with it. So here's a question. When do you tell, uh, let me think how to, when do you need to tell your clients no? Like, you know, I just don't know how to go into much detail with it, but when is the right time to tell your clients no? And I'm going to talk about this in the topic of today, but just, you know, let me know what were the, what circumstances are like, no, nah, not going to do it. Sorry. Not going to do it. Existing, new, what scenarios uh, pretty much make you in your shop go, ah, I'm not going to do it. Not fucking with you. Let me know in the chat while I'm running through the introduction and all that stuff. It's 7:02 p.m., so I think if you're gonna if you were gonna be here, you're probably already here. So let's run the my fucking print life intro. Ba bow.
Yo, yippity yo, yo, yo. What's going on, my beautiful print fam? I know just from the chats and the comments and all the stuff that you guys have been you've been missing the content. You got used to the to the daily stuff and when I stopped doing it, I saw, man, I think some of you even mentioned that you were going to uh <laughs> call the shop, make sure I'm not in the hospital. So I appreciate all the love. That shows that there is a legitimate family vibe going on within this community that we're building together. Uh if you're new, my name is Cam. Welcome to the Print Life Podcast. In this podcast, we talk, uh, we cover some news, some of it's screen printing news, some of it's just general news. And then after that, I like to do a little business topic of the day. And then when we're done with that, we get to the bread and butter of this sucker, which is what everyone tunes in for, which is the Q&A, where I do my best to answer the questions submitted both in the live chat and in the YouTube comments and on Facebook and just all that kind of stuff. So if you're new, welcome. And if you're returning, I'm going to go to the chat real quick and just say what's up to everybody as quickly as possible because I don't like this to take very long. So Gabriel Lopez, what's up? Prototype 8, I think you're new. Welcome back. JJS Screen Printing, welcome. Uh, Inklings Inc., Rye Beats, welcome back. Michael Maxwell, uh, Jason Enns, welcome. Who else we got here? Hotbox Print Studio, welcome to the thing. Jamie Lineback, welcome back. Glad that you're here. I've been seeing a lot of activity on Facebook from you. Hellbox Print Studio, welcome back. Hotbox has been doing lots of posting on the group. This is the thing, man. Like I'm noticing the people who are posting on the Print Life group, and that's like, it's the coolest thing ever. So if you're being active on that, first off, thank you. Especially when I'm not there, because I like the people that are interacting with each other, even when I'm not. That's so cool, because it's like a community, right? So that's awesome. Uh, who else we got in here? Uh, Elevation Print, welcome back. Allison Reichard, welcome. On Point Designs, what's up? I got to get this thing. Man. My computer screen's at like an awkward angle. I can't read it. Black Label Graphics, welcome. And that's as far as we're going to get because that's who's in the chat uh, chiming in. Uh, everybody, I'm glad you're here. And uh, now it's time for me to go review the question that I asked before we went live. Now, the question I asked today, which it was really vague, but when do you, or when do you feel that you are, that you should say no to your clients? It was literally that vague when I asked it the first time, so it didn't mention much, but let's see if anybody, anybody answered. Oh, Black Label Graphics, too. I'm glad you made it in. I know you've, you've been trying to get here for a while, so that's amazing. Can't, right beats up, y'all. Can't make it tonight. Oh, so you can't hang in there, huh? Sorry, dude, that sucks. I know it's late, man. I'm trying to find... Well, today we had to go late. First off, hopefully you watched the the vlog that I just posted. It was weird, right? Weird vlog. But I'm back out there running stuff and taking phone calls and answering emails and blah, 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 blah. So I had to switch this to, uh, to when the shop closes, right? Because I can't get interrupted, right? And that's why we're starting at 7. So this isn't even just to, to test out time slots. It's just out of necessity. This is the earliest I could get started. And you're, everyone says that the stream is going smooth tonight. 
That's awesome. Okay, and now, uh, not a lot of people answered it as far as I can tell. But I saw one here. Uh, where are we? Where are we? John Mug. Thank you for answering it. Uh, never say no. Just redirect them to the right path. I like that. I'm actually going to dive into that further uh, because I I possibly I probably agree with that. Uh, the Era 110 says, when they want high-quality detail for the Lolo, say fuck no. He didn't say that part. I added that. JC says, say no when you cannot profit. Yeah, well, absolutely. That's where that's what I want to talk about later on, and we're going to get into that in the topic of the day, and I do agree with that, though. Uh, Allison Reichart says, how often am I going live? I go live every Wednesday, every single Wednesday. I don't think I've missed one since I started. The time slots change. Right now, which is going to be pretty much standard for a while, it's going to be 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time every Wednesday. Mountain Standard Time. So it's like really late on the east coast and it's you know on the west coast it's like a half hour earlier than seven whatever uh dude i'm all over the place right now i can't even i can't even keep my shit together i can't focus uh, where are we where are we where the hell are we Uh, anyway, yeah, guys, so I do. I definitely want to touch touch on that. It looks like a few of you answered it about um, muted. Oh, man, so the the color's a little bit muted, washed out. That's cool. I, I kind of did that on purpose, like stylistically, I think, too. Just to, uh, I don't know. I like the muddy look. I don't, I don't really know what it is, but I can uh, I can take that down a little bit. I can pump the contrast if you want to. Nah, that's good enough. There's a little more contrast for you, but it's going to be a little bit muddy. I, I tried to push it to more towards that, that side of things to where the blacks were kind of like a gray to look like faded film. Anywho, anywho, anywho. Uh, you know that I was, I've been doing this whole news, the, the news thing. Well, I scoured the internet today, found literally zero screen printing news other than I'm noticing like this really big push from Ryanet. So like on impressions.com, which is where I was going in the early days to get just to try to acquire some news. Well, dude, like impressions was like Ryanet this, Ryanet that, Ryanet, 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 Ryanet. Those fools, man, I don't know if they're paying or what they're doing, but. They've really taken this like corporate push. They're becoming the supplier. And it trips me out a little bit, man. Like you you go I don't know. I guess this is where I come into play too cuz like I like what Ryanet does. I like their stuff. Love that rock press. I think it's a beautiful thing, but they don't make that, right? They're just like a reseller. Uh but I guess much like a lot of clients like to go to their local screen printer instead of like a big national printer. I like, for some reason, I like my local suppliers sometimes. I guess the ability to just to just drive down there or walk down there, it's a good thing, right? I think with Ryanet, they would benefit. It would, it would cost them, of course, because this is what we're doing. But I think they would benefit giving free shipping even on orders under 200 bucks. Because sometimes you just need a gallon of ink. That's it. 
Sometimes it's just what you need and you need to order it now to have it next week for the job that you're planning to do, right? But with Ryanet, you got everything has to be in bulk to get the free shipping because obviously you can't pay free shipping because of this this shit. I'm sitting here looking at this is like now I'm completely going off topic. I didn't even plan to go this way. But I'm looking and this is from my local supplier. Okay. Where I buy my Wilflex from. There's only one supplier in town that I buy that stuff from and I love them. <sighs> but I'm looking at the cost for a gallon of the Ultra Gold Shimmer. Now granted this is a specialty ink right most i think most gallons of ink like white and colors are more like i don't even know it's been so long maybe 60 i i don't even, they're you know 60 to 100 bucks depending like red is always more expensive but a gallon of gold shimmer dude is a hundred and twenty six dollars and ninety cents for a gallon i mean i don't really know what else to call it a, a gallon of liquid People complain about fucking gas prices incessantly all day, every day. Yet, uh, uh, we, the printing industry, are paying $130 for a gallon of something. And I think maybe you guys, you might remember from, a, a, maybe it was last live feed or a feed before that, where I talked about how, if we're in a print bubble, Right, and then how the only ones really benefiting from this bubble, like this small business bubble, are the manufacturers. That's the prime example right there. Ain't ain't the manufacturing dude? Like manufacturing, these fools get it so low. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine them not having like three hundred percent margins on this. Like the manufacturer. If, and I don't know anything about the manufacturing of these inks and these five, these, uh, you know, $40. And this isn't, this isn't a knock on any of my suppliers. Okay. Like, like our local suppliers, they pay a premium to the manufacturers of these products as well. So multi-craft big shout out. They give me, they give me amazing hookups on my stuff. Advanced screen. They give me amazing hookups on my stuff. They're my local suppliers. But, you know, they try to make a profit on their stuff. So I can't, you know, they're probably not even at 100% markup on their shit. You know what I mean? So they're probably paying a premium to the suppliers as well. It, it, It's like all this shit, man. All, the only ones that are really benefiting are these damn manufacturers, man. The prices they're charging, like granted, they have to they have to buy the equipment, they get they own it, they have to own the manufacturing facility. But there's like a point of return where all that shit is now paid off. You no longer in the in the hole with all that. Now you're just fucking making money, basically. And and like I can't help but think that all these manufacturers are in that situation by now. Like Wolflex has been around for years. Union Inc has been around forever. So their facility is paid off. They're not prop. They're not making payments on their manufacturing equipment. Right. So they're like at zero. Now it's just like printing money, dude. So who's benefiting? We're we're here fucking anyway. Now I'm just I went somewhere that I didn't intend to go, but I'm looking at this going. Goddamn, 130 bucks for a gallon of gold shit. Now granted it's specialty ink, uh, and I even get it with the with the um the films right because that's plastic and that shit's like harsh on the environment. But like liquid, dude, 
Liquid, dude, $30.70 for fucking stuff. This is a Supra. This goes in the dunk tank for a gallon of that. Yeah. It, you know, everyone that you know is complaining about paying $4 for a gallon of gas, dude. We're paying $30 to uh, clean some stuff. It's just crazy to me. Anyway. That's not my news, but that's like my super irritated rant. I I guess this is where like I, I'm coming from with all of this, right? Because I've been, uh, I've been like bopping around this this industry for a long time, and I love it, right? I love I love the process of print. I love the setup. I love you know the art. I love dealing with it. I like really diving in. I like doing the setups and getting really intricate, and you know you're moving the registration knobs, you get things in place, and you get it perfect. And when you get that job, that the registrations fucking tits. When you get that, it's like oh dude, it's beautiful. But uh, it it pisses me off because like, and I've talked about this before. The cost of entry is so low in this business that a lot of people get into it. And because so many people get into it, the manufacturers of this stuff, man, it's just like they're, f I mean, whatever. Yeah, I think you could probably see where I'm going with that, but it's irritating, right? A little bit. To me, it's a little bit irritating. Like, f lower the price, dude. Come on. Seriously, lower the price. A gallon of easy sh I think the shit that goes, or, or haze, haze remover, degreaser haze remover, dude, right? You you're dumping through that shit. Fucking next thing you know, a gallon's gone. Why are we paying forty bucks for that? Why are we paying forty dollars for that? Something ain't right. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. We're doing all the work. We're doing all the work. They're siphoning up all the money. Anyway, and the only reason I think I'm in this mental state is because of what you saw with the last vlog. Like, I've really been evaluating where our costs are. And, like, there are times where I shit. I mean, I haven't actually. Uh, it seems like I'm placing a $500 supplies order every week right now. And, and when we were really busy, it's like, yeah, we were paying $2,000, $3,000 every month on fucking inks and emulsions and films just dumping it down the drain. It's crazy to me, man. And these motherfuckers are doing nothing. And we're the ones that are slaving. So that's where I guess I'm there because I just keep I'm paying attention to the numbers more than ever before. And I'm just a little irritated by it. You know, that's not I'm not bitter because uh, I found out that we're yeah, I'm bitter. I'm bitter. I'm bitter, but I'm not bitter. I still at the end of the day, I love the industry. But I think that these fucks, not our not our suppliers the manufacturers of the products they need to, they need to take a fucking chill pill on the cost man i know that it don't cost them the, I, I bet you their markups are literally 300 percent on top of cost i'll bet you anything i bet you don't know for sure but i bet you just speculating here but that's that went that didn't feel good. The rant, like, if actually, that felt really good, man. So now we're going to, that was my news for the day. It was a rant about the state of the manufacturers and how they're bending us over and making us, but they're telling us to enjoy it. Because guess what? Because you're in business for yourself. You should enjoy it. You're in business for yourself. Pay $130 for a gallon of ink because you're in business for yourself. Enjoy it, motherfucker. All right, guys. This it was crazy. What am I doing? So now I want to go into the actual news. This is what we've been doing every single time.
Uh, if you're just tuning in, if this is your first time, I like to go to the Print Life Facebook group and uh, uh, put a spotlight on some local printers sh uh, shop news. So I go down the feed, and if, if a printer did it in a way where it's, it feels newsworthy, then I like to have it show up in the in the uh, you know in the thing, whatever. So you guys should be seeing the Facebook group now. You can see the first post says, "Hey, uh, submit your shop news to get featured on the next live feed. Make sure to go into detail." And I think people have really been trying to do that. So Fabio Gutierrez Jr. did a 50-piece back and sleeve uh wanted he had to get it done before we went live because of course he's part of the print fam and when you're part of the print fam you gotta be here to see the live feed it's just got it's got to go down that way fuck sleep live feed that's where it's at got him done up got him bagged up that was look clean man i like the ink change i like the color combo too let's zoom in on this yeah clean Looking smooth, and he's bagging these too, so he's getting some work done. Uh, James Crellin asks, Cam, you going to go live tonight? Well, of course I am. This, all right, here's something. I saw this, and I've been thinking about this for a while. Like, There's certain things that like, I'm like, eh, you just can't automate certain parts of the printing industry. Uh, but I was wrong, because clearly you can automate the unloading part to some degree. These are cut pieces. It might be a little harder to pull a full shirt off a pallet but this arm is showing it's if you're just listening it's like a green robotic arm and after all the prints have been done on the cut pieces of fabric for a uh, looks like a tank top it's got like it's grabbing it with its five claws off of the pallet and it's flipping it and it's landing on the conveyor dryer it's pretty cool and it's like, yeah, if they can get a robot to do this, awesome. But if they could figure out how to get a robot arm to load the shirt accurately, which I don't even think it's I don't even think it's possible, right? Because there's a knack to it. Like part of the whole thing of being a good printer is knowing how to get a clean straight load with one throw and one pull, right? And when you're there, you're like you're a fucking animal. And I don't know how they could ever train a robot to do that. But Maybe it can happen. Now, this is more of a question from Jason, so I can't reply to this. But yeah, you guys, if you're just tuning in, definitely head over to the Print Life or search the Print Life group on Facebook and send us a request to join because the people are really starting to interact here, and it's awesome, man. I, I really like doing this shit. And Sonny Gray just sent his shop shirt to Jason Del Fosse, which it's a it's Del Fosse. I know I'm saying that wrong, dude. If I had heard your voice, you could tell me, bro, you're saying it like a retard. It's Del Fosse, but I'm saying it Del Fosse because I can't read. And here's another thing like I can't do. Like I'm sitting there. Does anyone have that one word? Like that one word that you cannot spell like you try to spell it and then you're like fuck i can't remember how to spell it so you google it and you're and then you like try to commit it to memory you're like okay that's how you spell it and then you go to fucking try to spell it again later and you, you still can't spell it and you can't remember it so you google it again you're like okay this time i'm gonna fucking remember it and so you get you, you think you remember it and then you go to do it again and then you still can't remember it so my word the word that gets me every time is future I I always spell it like like footer or futer, 
and for the fucking life of me dude like i and i'll check it every single time and every time i try to type future like in the future i'm gonna i uh, misspell it and i misspell it so bad <laughs> i misspell it so badly that google fucking can't autocorrect what i'm trying to see what i'm trying to spell man they think i'm trying to spell footer it's crazy does anyone have like do any of you have that one word that you just can't get let me know in the chat what it is well completely off topic can't spell news to y'all michael maxwell okay dude so we've been tracking michael's shop for a little while don't think he's got a name for the shop yet but my dude gave me the ultimate shout out okay so his shop it's 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 beautiful this looks like a gorgeous print studio I feel like everybody wants this aesthetic. Like, I know that's the aesthetic I want in my shop, but you never pull it off. But Michael pulled it off. And what he did is clean walls, clean floor, no shit nowhere, no shelves, put a screen up behind his press, a big flat screen. And of course, he's got the print life live podcast, uh, you know, holding screen on the on the thing. And my phone is tripping 911 with messages. God Dude, I'm changing. I'm changing my phone number. I'm not even looking at who it is. I can't stand it. Uh, but Michael, man, like, great job, dude. And like, he redid this press. It's a Stalls press. He paint. He tore it down, stripped it down, repainted it. Looks great, man. Super proud of what you're doing. Keep it going. Also, love that Albert Einstein wallpaper. Don't know where you got it, but I need something similar, dude. Also, bro, I'm doing this in my shit what are these lights dude like what are you doing here i want that in out there man fuck the fluorescence i want these dangling lights there's something about that it looks sick is that the only lighting in your shop let me know in the chat and i'll get to it it looks gorgeous man uh jamie lineback again i don't i don't i'm probably saying that wrong I'm doing the best i can lineback lean back whatever jamie completed her third lesson in illustrator and uh, you know their estimated time on completion was about 60 minutes took her 2.5 hours it's about right when you're first trying to i gotta turn towards the camera i think when you're first trying to figure out illustrator it is the curve is huge it takes so long because you're trying to commit these new movements to memory but once you do it and once you get the get the basic flows pretty soon it's like every new trick you just like oh boom 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 and then it's you memorize it forever but congrats on sticking with it a lot of people don't even like they they're not even willing to put the time in to learn illustrator it's a hard steep learning curve but you're doing good job love it Okay, Fred Vavosa on Facebook, and it's called No Matter What Apparel. He's got some shop news for me. They just moved into a storefront in northern New Jersey. Okay, this is No Matter What Apparel. Uh, this, uh, this is kind of always what I thought too, and this is actually why clients like our shop so much, is having the press on the floor. Like you, Sometimes you think, eh, I don't know, but our clients like it because they're sitting there talking with us and they see the shit going on they see the press moving and it, it, i think they get into it to some degree only problem with ours is it's really hot but they're doing the on the floor model so that they could so that their customers can see what they're doing and i think that you're right to do that uh and they're going to be having their grand opening october 14th so three days from now 
everyone give him a hand congratulations on opening up congratulations on just giving it a shot man that's awesome i love it and i love all the graphics on the walls and on the doors that's visually very interesting i'm gonna take page from that because we i'm gonna I, yeah i love that man sick really sick yeah guys so uh check them out on facebook at no matter what apparel uh they also have a website no matter what apparel.com uh and fred congratulations on getting it going out there in new jersey super happy to hear it my friend and uh i know i'm gonna say this wrong tona to salcido aguire that can't sick tattoo with the hand uh pulling a squeegee love it now this actually reminds me of something guys so who was it somebody had mentioned that like we should do a um uh the print life design kind of image gallery and i was like oh yeah that's a great idea and then one of the one of the young men submitted like his design i feel freaking horrible about this because so if you're listening to this and i didn't even catch the name of your account because you sent the request and then you deleted the post dude and i'm like fuck because i didn't understand it i thought that you were like i didn't i forgot that we were doing that and i saw your thing and i'm like well dude are you like are you calling your thing the print life and i'm like because that looks a lot like my thing i didn't realize that you were creating a graphic for that uh uh image gallery dude and like i i was like am i missing the joke like i wasn't understanding so you deleted it and now i feel like you were like kind of alienated but if you're watching this i just i forgot what was going on man and thank you for being the first one to do that and sorry if i came off as like like fa like brushing you off dude i just didn't understand what was going on and then i i read the post later that's how i was like oh shit that's what that was because he took the print life and he created his own version of it and he wanted it to go in the gallery and i kind of gave him shit for it so i'm sorry dude come back in post it again and we'll give you the th I'll, I'll it was cool it's it still looked very similar to what i already have but it was cool man if but if you're gonna do something crazy really do something crazy post another one for me because i liked it uh now i'm just flashing around here i did see sunny is showing me a picture this is sg printing he's been very active on the thing and he just says to print on printers he's got his his uh his uh studio like his uh his house studio and it's sick he's doing work he's the guy that's really resourceful whoa okay now this is cool we got the 3d view of the film setup now are you this is from jordan truitt are you using this is just a, a display for for the laptop right because i'm strongly considering buying like a hell of a monster laptop and getting rid of my desktop my all-in-one because uh i mean laptops now are they're fast as shit and also i want to be able to have this live thing mobile like to put it in different spots of the shop and like maybe do it on the road when we're doing a, a live screen printing event and stuff so there's a lot of things i want to do thinking about getting a laptop but i need my big screen i can't work on that little screen not productively so is that what you're doing let me know mike castle is getting ready to move out move out of his current space in the house uh cool he got a space across the street from where he lives uh i guess he's just growing fast he's gotta gotta get the shit going on now he's gotta you know now he's at the point where we're always at a certain situations in our life where it's like he's gotta upgrade he's gotta start investing but it's freaky and uh 
kudos for giving it a shot man how many of you guys are running autos thinking that this is the route we need to go in the near future so he asked a question on top of his news and and that's where i'm at too man like after so strong evaluation the automatic gives you the the speed to where you can even if you're using printers you can get them in you can get all the shit printed and you can get them the hell out which cuts down on that cost for people man like because the people you hire they gotta produce to be worthwhile if they're not producing obviously it's a problem the automatic makes it so much easier for them to produce more than what it costs to have them there that day the only issue with the auto is i mean obvious it's the obvious issue is that it is a salaried full-time employee that you're paying no matter what that's the problem with the automatic and you just got to make sure that you can feed that fucker man because they are it's it's a full-time salaried employee and there's no there's no way around it just like the rent right you got those two things if you bring that shit on the nice thing about an employee is you can lay them off when things slow down get things picked back up bring them back on so the employees are more expensive on a manual press i could go about this all night with all the goods and the bads there's it goes all over the place gotta automate though you have to <laughs> Michael Maxwell says during the live feed tonight Cam will say at least once shit hang on Alex get off YouTube or Facebook my speeds are slow <laughs> it's not happening you want to know why it's 7 p.m. there's no one here in the shop that's why that was funny though right it's crazy um hey print fam for those of you using a oh this is a question so we'll get to that later does anyone gosh darn it and this is cool fabio's also also this is more news from him he's starting to play around with the puff additives dude i was doing the puff thing when i first got into it and it's funny i have never i don't think i've ever done a actual job for a client where they paid for puff never so it's like it's like completely even fell off my radar as a possibility. And that's the thing. I love all that specialty printing. But I've always had a hard time figuring out how to get clients to like accept it, right? And to take the payment for it. Um anyway, does anyone else use don't know what that is. These are questions. These are questions. Some people are, are on on my recommendations and just on other recommendations around it. They are giving Fusion 180 ink a shot. And Brandon Griffith is no difference. He got a sample in. He's testing it out. I think, like I think, oh, I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to put this. So I gave I gave Fusion 180 a lot of hype on that damn video, man. And like, it's funny when you're just making videos, you don't think of the ramifications of it. I did I tested it and the print is beautiful. The the final product is gorgeous and I think on an automatic press it would be amazing. I don't even know if those guys are manufacturing it or if they're just like having another place manufacture. I don't know what their deal is, but the final product looks great. I wouldn't be surprised if there's another very similar ink on the market that you could get that would do the same thing. But I just did a real like a legit production run the other day with my with my own arms and again I'm out of shape from the printing game, but that shit is so heavy, dude. On an auto, I think it would be the perfect ink. Manually, it's like even 36 shirts would just destroyed 
my shit. So, I mean, there's a lot of hype around it. The final product is beautiful, but it is hard to print that stuff manually. As all low bleed stuff, like low cure inks are, it's just like, gosh, dang, man. Yeah, James Hamilton's the one that brought up the print life shirt design. Uh, anyway, Jimmy Hafstrom, I think we already went over this. Okay, so I made it down the news feed there. So, guys, I think that went pretty well. That was good. So, let's get back to the thing. Make sure we're... Okay, See, you see me? How do I look? Do I look weird? Do I look handsome? So, the news is done. So now it's time for the business topic of the day. Is that the right one? Is this thing even working? Nope. There we go. It's time for the print life business topic of the day. Yeah. I did not know where that was going. You, you know, like when you know when you first start a song riff, you're like, where am I gonna take this? That one, that one went well. Like classic. 80s rock ballad felt good um and today's business topic of the day i i i, sh I sh like straight up gave no thought to it so this could go either way it could be it could be really good could be really bad but we're gonna, I'm gonna do the best i can so these are my notes on it we are going to try to elaborate on when you when you should or when you think when i blah, 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 telling clients now the importance of it okay now i got two scenarios here and i'm gonna just lay these out in as much detail as i can and then i'm gonna claim i mean then i'm gonna answer them okay so the first the first scenario is that was a weird sound that came out of my mouth. The first scenario is a good existing customer that you've been printing with for a long time places big orders a lot, right? And they have an event coming up and they just, they need, well, they need three shirts and you, you have a 12 piece minimum, but they need three shirts for a convention that they have coming up. You know, they need, they need a left chest on a polo so they look professional at their convention. Uh, you trust them, you know them, but you have a 12 piece minimum and they're very aware of this minimum so they're calling and they're not talking to you the owner they're talking to your sales representative uh and uh how would your sales representative handle that second scenario a new customer who you've never worked with before has an event coming up they need three shirts a small print left chest on a polo so that they can look professional at an upcoming event uh it's a big company you're familiar with them they do you could tell they probably do a lot of printing you know maybe it's a construction company whatever it is they got some you know you know they do a lot of printing and they say look we need your help on this you help us out we will send you all of our business in the future or you know oh man we do printing not even that maybe they don't even give that much of a guarantee I want to get in the frame here. I feel like I'm, I'm out of the frame. They tell you, uh, yeah, you know, you do a good job for us. You take care of us this time. We'll take care of you in the future. They're vague, but you get what they're hinting at, right? They're going to throw you a lot of work. Now, in both of these scenarios, which one are you more likely? Which one should you say no to? And should you say no to the client? In both scenarios or in neither scenarios should you say yes 
You know, this is what I'm torn with all the time. And then here's the thing. If you have a company policy that says we don't do 12 or less and it's not you, the owner, on the phone with the client, where does your person step in and where does where do you say, hey, man, you can you don't do this unless this. So here's my answer in scenario one where it's an existing client and they just need these three shirts. They've been printing with you forever. You know, you got the work. Of course, you're going to say yes. Now, you should have and I don't think I ever did, but you should have uh, talked with your customer service rep about this to say, look, if it's an existing client and they need our help and you, of course you say yes, you make them happy because they're a good customer and sometimes you bend around that, right? Now, on the flip side, this is where I've always struggled and I think you take it on a case-by-case basis. The new customer who you've never worked with before you googled them you looked at their website it's a big website you can tell it's some kind of maybe it's a national company and they're you know they would be a great con they would be a great contract or a great company to print for because you know they would be placing orders but you've never done it before and this is just their lower tier guy saying yo man you do this and we're gonna hook you up we'll, we'll send you all the work there's no guarantees i've heard that shit that is the like customers still think that works oh man you just hook us up with this one guarantee we'll send you all we're printing thousands oh uh we gotta we need we just need three shirts right now but we're we're planning on doing you know we're planning on doing big numbers and we'll we'll make sure to give you all the work but we just need these three for now you hear you hear all these scenarios over and over and over and over again and you become jaded and when you're jaded you're gonna just nah can't do it don't care what you said don't care what you're saying your potential will be don't trust you Mm, go fuck yourself that's what we do most of the time but I think even in scenario two, where it's not an existing client, you got to use your judgment. You're going to look into it. You're going to see who's making the call. Is it the buyer? Is this the person that places the orders? Maybe they can show you past orders. I don't know. But should you tell them no? Sorry, we can't do the 12 piece, but maybe order our minimum and we'll do it. Yeah, like, how do you handle that? When is the right scenario to handle that? Now, I bring this up because... Today, so I've been off the phones for a little while. The reason that this is even the topic of the day is because I've been off the phones for a little while. And yesterday, an existing client, it's almost like it's magnetism, man. Like when I get on the phone, everyone starts calling and like, hey, can you can you get me the homie hookup? And, you know, I do. I do. it. I've always done it. I, I like to give the homie hookup. It's part of for the fun of being in business is like, I'll scratch your back, but then you got to scratch mine. The problem that I've experienced over and over and over again is they, they don't, they don't, they say they're gonna, but they never do. And then you become jaded and then you get to the point where you're like, nah, go fuck yourself. And I just went through this right now, but of course, because I'm the owner and I can't, I can't tell them nah, the owner said no. Cause they know I'm the owner. I said, oh yeah, we'll, we'll do that for you. And it's a series of screens a couple pieces each and it's more of like a custom job right now would you guys say no to these scenarios with an exit and this isn't a scenario this is an existing customer that we have printed for in the past a lot but we haven't seen them recently right which which kind of indicates that they possibly move to a different printer maybe a better price printer you never know why they leave maybe they didn't like the quality of a run we did you never know but they left and then they come back because they need something short term. See, so there's just all these scenarios. And it's like, when do you say no? 
when do you not say no and for me i think i think you if you have someone else taking the calls you tell them that they can use their judgment but you ne- but you let them know like don't always say no and i think a customer service rep will just be like nope can't deal with it and then they're just happy to get off the phone because they're getting paid regardless right but a customer service rep that understands that it's their job to make sales and to close accounts will be like well sure you know we may have to charge a bit of a premium for that because it's under our minimum but yeah we'll be glad to do those three polos for you you're a good customer and with the existing customer go well sure we can probably we can probably get that done for you uh but when do you expect to place your next large order and then the customer says, da, da, da. okay, good. Well, what we'd like to do is just maybe write up a PO for that kind of thing, right? Or, uh, we'll, or you know what? That sounds good. And what I'll do is take your information down and we'll call you, and th- we'll call you around that time uh, to finalize that large order. I think there's always a way to handle it. And I think that no – I think that minimums in this world and today's economy are a bad idea because there are clients too. Like one of one of our biggest clients, they order shirts all the time like monthly thousands and thousands of shirts every month i got that client because i did a when i was first starting out a four-piece order for the lady who works for them and the lady that works for that company was like he did our he it was just like we were in this is how you get your ends and you never know okay so here's the lesson and again i'm coming here's the business topic of the day i you gotta say no you gotta say no when you're maxed out when your production capabilities are maxed out that's one thing but if you can do it regardless of the profit or regardless of how much of a pain in the ass it is if you think you can do it if you're confident that you can do a good job no matter the size if you think you can do it you don't say no because those little jobs don't always turn into huge clients but you're just looking for that one that does so you're mining right it's a bunch of shit you're digging in the dirt you're breaking your back you're breaking your neck but the payload is there you're just looking for that one so you don't say no if you're confident you can do it you don't say no matter of fact man just talking about this i'm like i'm probably gonna remove our 12 piece minimum i got more yeah i yeah 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 i think this is so let's go into that too uh should minimums even exist anymore granted we're in screen printing there's setup times but you could charge uh what you would charge for 12 pieces on one piece yeah oh absolutely we'll do one piece now understand please that this is custom retail so you know it's not gonna be a 20 dollars t-shirt this is a customized shirt from a professional print shop so you're gonna be paying custom retail which could be you know fifty dollars for a one color shirt but we'll absolutely do that for you now maybe it can't be that high maybe it's 30 maybe you eat it but again sometimes it's not about the profit from that one customer but you're digging you're mining for that client that now because you did them a solid they do they recommend you to the next thing this is how actually many of our larger clients came came about was from that exact thing so you don't say no and a business topic of the day did i have anything else on here nope business topic over and uh a lot of times i do the instagram shout out after this but i don't have one today so you know what time it is it's the time for the most famous part of our live podcast it's the 
Print Family Q&A on Wednesday. Yeah. So, it's time to start submitting your questions into the chat on this live feed, man. I think I've been like... I don't even know if... Uh, are we still live, dude, and everything? Like, I was just ranting and rant, ranting and raving, and hopefully... Everything's still going well. Stream's still running. 35 minute deep. Uh, we we hit, looks like, looks like we uh, hit 53 today. So we got three more from last week. We're really exploding. Yeah, but I'm proud. I'm, that makes me happy, guys. I'm still cool with that. So we got to do our, we're going to do our, our Q&A. So let's get this sucker going, man. Uh, start submitting your questions in the chat, and I'll do my best to answer them. If no questions are coming through, uh, then I'll go into whatever. I'll go find some questions on the Print Life group or maybe in YouTube. But let's see what we got here. I'm going to start somewhere in the middle. <sighs> Okay, John Murray just made an observation on some video. I think I, I subtly make jokes about my guys' work ethic all the time in the vlogs, but he brings up like, talking about labor, watch your intro. One guy printing, one guy watching. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, dude, that's a production technique that I created on a manual press to make things uh, more efficient. And we have an all-heads-down press, and a lot of the times what we would do is have one loader loads the shirt and the next the guy on the next station would print it so it's like a load and then the guy that was loading would also move the pallet so the printer didn't wear down as much if you got two people in the shop we i always had a setup guy and then the printer but the setup guy would also try to alleviate some of the labor on the printer and that antec is an all heads down press so there were methods to it also we would set screens up to where after the loader did the first one like on a four color a lot of lot of techniques you can do to maximize productivity on a manual press with two guys. It can be very beneficial if you do it right. You need two presses. Maybe I'll you know what? Maybe I'll I'll do a video about that. Now that's a tip that like a lot of not a lot of people do that I figured out that you guys could probably all benefit from. So I will do that video one day. But dude, I made jokes about Alex sitting there. Like I would make jokes all the time about like how I pay him for, you know, sitting there picking his nose, talking to Jesse and shit. I made jokes about that shit all the time. Uh, Omar Martinez has makes the observation that Will Flex Lava Perfect White is the shit, dude. I I did the the ink comparison video. I did it. I edited it. Like. It's not where I want it to be. Like in my mind, there's like dynamic zoom shots to get like into the, like almost the fibers of the ink on the, and it just, like I did it and you couldn't even visually tell. Like it's just me giving my observation. And after I did the Fusion 180 thing and that blew up and I picked the winner and it turned into this other thing, I feel like I, I have a huge responsibility to put the ink like through its paces before I say this is the best one because the fusion 180 I did it loved it loved the final product but I hadn't done a long run with it so like imagine you're the shop owner and you pay someone to print dude and like I'm thinking of your poor printer and him having to do a hundred piece order or a 500 piece order with that fucking fusion 180 on a manual press I it's like eating Fusion 180, awesome if you have an automatic. If you're manual, it's just so heavy, dude. It's so heavy. 
it's one thing on 20 shirts it's a whole other monster on 100 pieces but anyway that was the point i did this these reviews but like i feel like i have to put it through more paces to even upload it because like the will flex of all of the inks the will flex lava was the smoothest it printed so smooth the fusion 180 has the cleanest most beautiful smooth uh print with the least fibrillation but the will flex was the easiest to print the excalibur was really easy to print uh and it had a really great texture but like the will flex and the excalibur the will flex was the least opaque with a print flash print of all of them the will flex lava is almost gray even on a print flash print so it's not it hasn't it's not a high opacity white not even close the excalibur um saber white clearly is the fusion 180 is clearly a high opacity white but the lava so but that's the thing right it's just like so many options are undercoats always necessary from alice and rykar i think yeah most of the time unless you're going for a vintage look yeah i think so sometimes you can double hit shit and we do you know like Wilflex has the super colors where they're high opacity colors and you don't have to do a an underbase but you have to print flash print most of them which means it's actually more efficient to take an extra five minutes to set up that underbase uh because your production will go faster yeah you need underbases you got to do it so uh, james dankworth says this um high density has kind of been popular lately but distress patterns are the most popular now yeah dude the, i used i loved high density like i've done so many of them but the last one i did like i set the screen up shit fell apart because i stirred i shake shook the ink had air bubbles i was like fuck this i'm not even doing it again like i love high density but you really do you need the, the capillary films like the thick capillary films just make it so much easier to do like but you can do it the way that I did it and it works fine. I've done it countless times. It's just like it's a pain in the ass. It takes a long time. But high density is awesome. I have not noticed distress patterns are popular right now. That's that's cool. I did not notice that. But yeah, uh so some people say the underbases aren't always necessary. I agree. It just depends on what you're trying to do. If if you're if you need to get production down and you're going to have to print flash print every color to avoid the underbase, it's like where's the line? You know, like if you have two colors, red and yellow, and then you also have, let's say, some white showing, uh, or no white in it, but you have red and yellow, you're going to have to print the yellow. Maybe you wet on wet, red, yellow, flash, red, yellow, done, then you're okay. But if you have to do red flash, yellow flash, or red flash, print red again, flash again, yellow, flash, yellow, Take it. That's like a lot of steps. That was weird. I couldn't get there where I needed it to go. Uh, how hard are koozies to print from Allison Reichardt? Super easy. Love them because you can do like four of them or eight of them on a. You you can make like this custom palette. You're just like boom, boom, eight, done. Next, boom, boom, eight, done. Next, super easy. Love koozies. okay so joseph martin says now this is a, in response to my business topic again guys a lot of these topics too they're just 
ideas. I want to be very, before I go into anything, right? Like, so you ask me a question and I, and I do my best to answer it. And sometimes like, I'm just looking for content, like on the business topic of the day, but I am just riffing. And a lot of this shit, it's like off the dome. Like I'm coming up with things as I, so never take anything I ever say as gospel. Never, 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 never. Cause I, I learn shit every day and I change my mind all the time, but yeah. He says, uh, yeah, and in, in a lot of cases, just for a new client, they'll never do a three-piece job because it can hold up production on the bigger jobs, which is I completely agree. You take it based on the thing, but like – yeah, I don't – you know, I don't have an answer for that. I'm thinking about it. I was thinking about it all day today about the minimums when it comes to screen printing. And I was like, dude, it takes, if they, if, as long as they have their art and you don't have to spend a lot of time with the art and it's, you have like a, you know, no more than four colors and you have like a pre-registration system that gets things lined up pretty quick. It's like, yeah, you could probably do it without a whole lot of hassle. And it's not like you'd be making a ton of cash. I don't know, man. I got to do the numbers and really think about it, but it could be something to think about, especially if you're a small dude, if you're a small time printer. You should be doing, you should have no minimums. Cause again, I got most of my better clients from not having minimums. Got a lot of shitty ones, but I was weed through them. Again, it's mining. This is like the thing you're mining for that good client. You get a bunch of shit, you deal with a bunch of crap, you throw a bunch of dirt, but then you find that nugget of gold and that takes you to the next level. Uh, but yeah, so it seems like everyone says existing good customer. Yes. New customer. Probably not. So you guys, if you're new and you're not a big printer, you might consider what I'm saying about the no minimums thing because it's a pain in the ass. A lot of the times it doesn't pay well, but you're doing it's you're working for the future. You're not working for the now, right? You're 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 mining. Consider think of it like mining. You're goddamn prospecting. Uh So it sounds like everybody here is um, trying to figure out where they can get films. Now, I did a video some time ago about how to make films. And in that video, I actually linked in the description to a company. I think it's Anthem Supply. I can't remember. But they do, man. Like, they'll print the – you send them the art. They'll print the films and they'll ship the films to you. Now, it's not local, but you definitely should at least give them a shot because they're one of the few suppliers doing it. And I'm sure they know – what a small printer's budget is they'll, they'll they'll probably hook you up so go find that video that i did about four ways to make films cheaply look in the description there's a link there uh if you need if you're trying to find a way to get films uh, uh gonna need me to come help uh yep yeah, i need to start helping people people were talking about people brought this up about doing like classes like some kind of like clinics and shit like that that could be fun it could be a lot of fun it'd be, it'd be sweet to do uh andrew welcome in guys uh not seeing a lot of questions here i tried it i try to get through these comments but they do they really start to like uh 
Yeah, that's, you know what? Like, here's some shit. Like, out, like Jamie's like, yeah, if you can bust anything out so fast, why not do it? Can you print three shirts for me, Cam? Yeah, for thirty bucks each. That's the whole. That's the whole thing, right? Like, you just gotta help the clients understand that that this is not fucking Walmart. You're not going to buy a, a mass-produced T-shirt. You are buying custom stuff and custom cost money and i think that clients do realize that but you now the thing is is that you're competing with dtg and fucking whether the quality is there or not in that industry there is a price point and you're gonna have to compete with that price point to get the job but as long as you're competing with that price point you can do it and again man like the what you get from some of these clients i get i can't guarantee this you just you just getting through the shit to find that diamond right that's what you're looking for anyway let's go to i'm gonna go back to the thing here and i'm gonna go back to the group i'm not dude my nose itches i'm gonna go back to the group and look for some questions here because i'm not seeing a lot of them in the thing uh john murray i answered this but i'm gonna do it again on the thing he asks anyone use the yellow fluorescent tube guards with end caps over their fluorescent bulbs for safe lights yeah we have them in our dark room right now they work like a charm i i can't remember where i bought them dude as a matter of fact if you're listening to this uh john and you found a place to buy these it would be sweet if you could put a link in the comments of that post on the print life group so that uh, we can share where to acquire them with other people i think i actually got mine on amazon of all places i i can't remember i've had them for so long i've never needed new ones I'm looking for some more questions in the Print Life Facebook group, so bear with me. There's always um I did Okay, does anyone get into screen printing reflective inks? Yeah, dude, I started using them a little while ago and actually i really like those water-based reflexive reflectives from ryanette those things are sweet and uh i think they're better than the 3m inks as far as printability i don't know so much with the actual reflective quality but the reflective ink is dope you just for it to look good you got to do a good underbase on it you don't want to like print flash print well even then maybe you do to really build up the reflective properties but yeah man reflective ink is dope love it i'm actually gonna do a, a, a shop project with reflective ink we have orange i got orange reflective from ryan and we're gonna test that stuff out see how it holds up so this one i don't have an answer to because i'm not sure what it means but it's just from james hamilton on the print life facebook group and he's asking if anyone uses v <laughs> vd does anyone use vd yeah. he v or d like veneer never mind v or d squeegee blades for curved surfaces v oh or to push more ink with d what the hell i don't know i don't know i'm not even sure what the question is v or d cut squeegee blades like it's a good question man i don't know i'm not i'm not really even sure what that means James is popping the Monument Limited uh, long sleeve tee. I think there was only, I think I sent out 15 of those this time. It wasn't as much as the other one. Uh, 
and this is from Michael Maxwell, who I just featured earlier. He was out saying he wants to know if anyone knows what the font is that I use in the print life intro. Because uh, he wants to put it on his exposure unit. Yeah, that is – it's Babis new, and then I just applied like an italic slant to it in Adobe Illustrator because I couldn't find – I liked – I like Babis new a lot. It's nice. It's good-looking font. Um, this isn't – so what's a good way to clean a screen and not ruin the stencil? This is from Jeff Osborne on the Print Life Facebook group. And I think I know what you're going through because you're you're – you're exposing it, you're doing the thing, you're trying to clean it out, and then as you clean it, like the wiping and wiping is like breaking down the stencil, right? Uh, what I have found to prevent stencil breakdown, uh, short of putting like a stencil hardener on it or in the emulsion, is to just post expose it. This, so you lay the film down, you run it through the exposure unit, you wash, you wash it out, or you actually expose it with the water right then you let it dry either in the sun which has a really strong uv light source or you let it dry and then you throw it back on the exposure unit and you just hit it with that light post exposing emulsion just seems to harden it more and it makes it last longer especially in production it even makes a it, it even for like short run water-based stuff it's it works good enough to uh, the stencil gets hard enough that you can do like under a hundred pieces with just a post uh, post hardened screen. So that's what you need to do, man. And your stencil will hold up a lot better. Also do the, the double coat on both sides just to build up a little more emulsion on the mesh. And between those two things, it'll hold up from some basic scrub. And now with water base, man, water base is going to break it down and you're going to need to use stencil hardener on longer stuff if you're wiping and printing and wiping and cleaning out inks and chain doing ink change outs and all that stuff you want it you're going to want a stencil hardener at that point uh, anyone ever attend right anyone ever attend ryanet training nope i think you're going to get i guess that training could help man because it will it will remove some of the mystery of it like i self-taught a lot and then i when i actually i'm going to drag this down here just a bit and i'm gonna readjust this hat because i look like a cancer look like a cancer patient okay i do think that training helps i think that you should get your hands dirty and fuck a bunch of stuff up at home and then seek out training because then you'll figure out what's giving you problems and you'll know what to focus on when you when you go into training but yeah i do think any training is good definitely from ryan it sure why not I think the thing about Ryanet is that they, they are all former printers, or a lot of them are, but they're, they're just not a print shop, man. They're a supplier. I, I It's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm, I come up with opinions all the time, and then, like, I think a certain way, and then, like, uh, uh, but really, I'm, I don't think that way. Yeah, dude, if they're putting on classes and they hire a guy that's a good printer that has a lot of skill, shit, yeah, take the class. It's a good idea. As long as it doesn't cost a lot of money. Um, that's good enough for that. Let's go back to the, I'm going to go back to the chat, see if any questions popped up. Dual cure, post exposure and hardener, good for water-based. Yep, that's exactly right. That's from uh, Jason Enns. Hotbox Studio. Hey, Cam, there's no way I can house blanks on hand to be ready to print, so I have to order blanks per order. 
what is a reasonable quote for turnover in this setting it depends this is from hotbox print studios you got to find your supplier that can get your garments to you the fastest i don't know if you have a local person we had one in arizona which was called mccreary's tees and we could go there like same day if you got the order and we could pick them up uh then i switched over to a national supplier that uh could get stuff here next day so if we place an order and and it, and it comes from their warehouse in california we have it the next day except today they didn't they got here too early and the shop wasn't open but yeah i do so you go, you're gonna want to test some people out check out sanmar check out bodek and roads check out sns check out your local supplier and you just got to find the one that can get you the stuff as fast as possible we don't stock anything either i think however if you're going to do that 12 piece and under thing, which if you're just starting out, you should be, you should have some basic black stock, like some Gildan 5000s, just for those, you know, for just for those, that few orders, like get some smalls through some triple X's so that you have them so that you can do them. Uh, and then also just say, no, you could bring them in and we'll just do the print for you. But I do think you should have some stock of your most popular color, which is black uh, and your most affordable shirt, which is the Gildan, right? very uh, thanks babes jen's in the feed my girlfriend's in the feed um where do you get your uh, jesus ramon jason thanks for the tip oh okay so you're asking jason so yeah yeah guys uh he's wondering where you get the water-based adhesive you can get it anywhere ryan at your local supplier there's a million different people that manufacture it how do you handle embroidery customers we used to sub it out and I hated, I hate subcontracting. Oh my God. I hate subcontracting as much as I hate email. And if any, you know, y'all are in business and you know that email sucks donkey balls. Uh, and subcontracting is just as bad. So we stopped handling it. I still want to do embroidery, dude. I love, I freaking love embroidery. I love chenille. I love, uh, all that stuff man the tackle twill i love it all i think it is it is so cool in the garment world i want to bring embroidery in that's how we need to handle it i want embroidery here i love it but as far as subcontracting it if you have the patience to to try to really relay information that you get from someone to somebody else and not then subcontracting is your only option in the beginning or you buy a, an embroidery machine and they're they're expensive uh we're looking into the scalable press. I've been looking into scalable press to start bringing in DTG options for short order, order stuff. So I've been looking into options on how we can expand our our offerings. And I'll bet you there's an embroiderer. They may even have embroidery at scalable press, but I get there's a way to get it into your shop and handle it. But subbing out, dude, it's the worst, man. Hate it. Um, I feel like maybe... I didn't so <laughs> best ways to clean your machine covered in adhesive stop using spray tack switch to water-based adhesive and spread it on dude because that spray adhesive 
it makes a mess of every square inch of your shop not just the press the floor uh you go to the the nearest wall and you're gonna have sticky lint all over it uh it gets on your dryer your flash units your shoes your pants your hands oh my god dude first way to prevent it stop using spray tack the second thing um just any plastisol remover will take will take that stuff off with some elbow grease uh I forget the, the brand of ours. It's the green aerosol, which we use as little as possible because it just destroys brain cells. But that green shit in the aerosol can is super abrasive and it will take the stuff off. I can't remember the name of it. But it's good shit. But yeah, and just elbow grease. You got to dig in. Uh, on eBay. Wait, 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 wait. 100 pieces, 13 by 19 elevation print says the cheapest film supplier is Fixons US on eBay 5776 for 100 pieces 13 by 19 Yeah, we get the 17 inch wide rolls at 100 feet for uh yeah, I'm not supposed to actually relay the pricing from our wholesaler cuz we get the homie hookup. It's just it's all just too expensive. Uh spray adhesive is cancer. Exactly right. So is any aerosol, actually, dude. Anything that has aerosol is killing you slowly. And you're getting dumber, so you got to stop. Because aerosol destroys brain cells. Uh, obviously, you have changed some shit recently per your video. Yeah, I've been doing all kinds of changes. Yeah, dude. Uh, you, so this is from Jamie's asking. That's all you use is spray tack. Wondering what I use instead. I use water-based adhesive, which is what you you know it's it's it comes in a gallon and you spread it on your pallets. Watch. I actually did a video on YouTube about using water-based adhesive. I feel like I need to put that. I need to put pallet in there somewhere so that people get it. But water-based adhesive is a more eco-friendly and it's just better all the way around. I explained it all in the video. Check it out. Uh, and there's a million different brands. Any of your suppliers will have some form of water-based adhesive that you can get. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a million different brands. You can so like that's the thing, man. You ask about which brands. No, I didn't say I hate females. Omar Martinez. Uh, hope you're not trolling. Um, let's see here. Who else we got? Who else we got? Who else we got? Elmer's glue works. You know what's you know what, dude? Anybody else with me on this? Is emulsion emulsion is Elmer's glue with hardeners in it. With UV hardeners. That's what it is, dude. Emulsion is Elmer's glue. It's exactly what it is. It just has the hardeners in it that, that make it like instant dry when it's hit with emul or just makes it not water soluble when you hit it with light. Dude, that's exactly what emulsion is. It's glue. It's Elmer's glue. Um, we went on for like ever, guys, and I'm getting like um, my mouth's getting dry. I'm thirsty, and we hit the hour mark. This was a pretty good. Oh, you guys might be shit. Um, what's going on here? Never mind. Uh, the Q and A. I think it's it's pretty good to go, guys. Let me see if I had any comments. There was one last section that I like to do. This isn't really a section; it's part of the Q and A. But it's like where I 
read comments, good and bad. And I think I've been getting a lot of good ones, dude. So, Hotbox Studio just oh, dude, you just watched my how to order uh, a T-shirt on the website video. Have all you guys watched that? I would think I, I assume that's how you got introduced to me. We did this fucking vi me and Alex did this this commercial early on, and this is where I was like, okay, I got to be more comedic in these things. The most retarded video uh, showing how to use our print project builder on our website. And I mean, we went all out. I sang the intro song, which was like a threes comp. Y'all go check it out. It, it's called uh, how to use the uh, the print project builder. I think it's even on the home screen of our website if you can't find it. The video is crazy. And like I sang the intro, me and Alex sing the intro, uh, just acting like a complete doucher. And it was fun. I really enjoyed making it. That was the first video I made where I like threw a little bit of like silly slapstick comedy in there. And it went really well. I want to do a better one that's more professional and maybe use that as like some kind of national ad campaign. Uh, here's a – someone said so, – this is from Spiverod says, this is the best vlog yet, Cam. Keeping it real for all entrepreneurs. Respect the honesty. So this is in regards to the vlog that I posted yesterday evening at like 9 p.m. Uh, where I just kind of spilled the beans, man. It felt so – I felt so weird about posting it. I honestly – I talked about it for two different days and the, both times I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this, man. But I feel like, and I explained it in there, like in the, in the, considering the nature of the channel where it's supposed to be documenting the, the, the good side of running a business, but also the bad, I felt like if I didn't share the situation that the whole point of the print life would be bullshit. Cause I can't just only talk about the good things or the superficial problems. You got to talk about the real problems right like i don't have to go into detail about our numbers but i think that i need to express when th th things do go bad because i think no matter what you're doing if you're if you're working for yourself you're gonna have shitty times and i just wanted to express that in the vlog at least once like fully lay it all out there so i'm happy i did it but i felt just no it took me it took the willpower of a giant to put myself out there like that it's very hard to do even now i'm like a little insecure about it so thank you for just being cool and leaving positive shit in the comments because i was like i don't know if i'll put this out there uh joanne says joanne bond says go ahead talk get it off your chest it's like a therapy session that's right elevation print says thanks for sharing the honesty is appreciated Thank you. That's what I was hoping you guys would get out of it. Uh, Creative Inc. I'm not going to read this one because it's, it's like uh, it's very nice. You guys were all very nice about it. Now, where's some of the shitty content? I like I like the shitty comments. Everyone's just been so positive lately. Someone says Twitch is way better than YouTube Live. Maybe try that. How many of you guys are on Twitch? Because I'm actually looking into better software, which will allow me to stream to Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook simultaneously. And it's not that reshare software. It's like actual computer software. It's expensive, but that's what I am going to eventually get if we get these live shows, 
these live podcasts up enough. But if you're just tuning in, guys, thank you. We're about to we're about to wrap this up. I'm just going through my YouTube comments. But I, I think I read enough of them. And you guys know that uh, before I do that, I got to do one more. Actually, I didn't even did I do the social media reminder today? Probably not. Uh, if you're just tuning in and you've been hanging out with me this whole time, I got to do a social media reminder because it's super important to keep this thing growing. So first thing on the reminder list, make sure that you are following me at Cam Irvin on Instagram and Twitter. That's at C-A-M-E-A-R-V-E-N on Instagram and Twitter. Go follow me right now if you're not already. Uh, of course, of course, of course, of course, make sure that you're subscribed to The Print Life on YouTube. Uh, but also head over to iTunes or Google Play, hit subscribe, leave me a positive five-star review, and uh, write a nice little like a nice little something something whisper sweet nothings into my ear on itunes because it super helps uh the more comments and ratings i get the more likely itunes is to show it like on the new and noteworthy thing apparently and that's what we got to do to get the the podcast to blow up uh and just so you guys know podcasts from my understanding are the the best way to acquire sponsorship more so than youtube channels and shit the podcasts are where a lot of advertisers are putting money. So I want that thing to grow so that we, so that I can continue to do this. Uh, also head over to Facebook and send me a group request to the print life Facebook group. Send me a request. I'll make sure to, uh, let you come on in there. Uh, make sure to like share, uh, and you know, comment on this video that you're watching right now. After it's over, make sure to share it. Get people coming in, even if they didn't make it to the live feed, because the more people know that it's going down, the more likely they are to show up next time. And remember, from this point moving forward, we got the Wednesday live podcast at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And that's awesome. And this shit's a lot of fun. So I think that that's pretty much it. I want to thank everybody for tuning in because I know that this, you know, you guys are busy. You're printers. You're pretty much working nonstop all day, every day. So the fact that you take a little bit of time out of your day to hang with me and watch me babble incessantly for an hour or so, it means a lot. You know what I mean? It really does. I mean, I thought I just ended the goddamn stream and I about crapped my pants, dude. But yeah, it means a lot. So thank you for, for hanging with me. Thank you for being here. Uh, is there anything else? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it, guys. Cam, how do you keep the black water base from fading so fast? Okay, last question. This is from Jason Enns, and I just caught it at the last minute. How do I keep black water based from fading so fast? There ain't really sh what it is. It's, it's, I don't even think that it fades. It's the fibrillation blasting through. So that uh, you just got to do a lot of strokes. We've done a lot of stuff trying to figure out what it, what the issue is with it. Uh, we use Matsui Black, and it holds up really well. You got to make sure it cures for three minutes uh, before, obviously, before washing it. It needs to be fully cured. But at the end of the day, man, like after a few washes, those fibers that just don't accept the dye, they start they start coming up to the surface, right? The little the fibrillation and that stuff just makes it look faded, in my opinion. But dude, our Matsui white, man, we just we do a good solid pat or the Matsui black. We make sure we really drive it into the fabric. And other than that fibrillation, it it doesn't really fade that much. 
we've we've had very little little problems with it obviously it's always going to happen a little bit but now i saw that post on the facebook thing and i don't even really have an answer because it's just not a struggle that i've had to get over i do yeah i that one's it's kind of a mystery to me maybe try a different brand that's that's what i would say first if you're making sure it's curing if you're really driving it into the fabric perhaps you try a different brand of ink i would recommend matsui's matsui water-based black because it works like a charm just a slight fade after a lot of washes um yeah and yeah like matsui like someone joseph says a fixer additive helps for water-based inks we we i actually have that stuff for and we don't need any of it so i don't know it's a great question uh thanks guys anyway uh, yeah yeah you guys are awesome thank you for spending time with me in the thing make sure to share all this get as many people coming to next wednesday's feed as you possibly can share 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 the print fam is getting strong we're growing so let's keep it moving you guys are the shit we'll see you next wednesday well actually you'll see me sooner because i'll be uploading a vlog on monday or tuesday but we'll see you next wednesday live Peace out.